Welcome to Sausage on a Fork, a podcast dedicated to the UK's longest-running children's drama programme, Strange Hill. My name's Neil, and in each episode, I'll interview a former cast member about their life before, during, and after their time on the programme. Okay, welcome to the next episode of Sausage on a Fork, and this is the episode that is celebrating the one-year anniversary of Sausage on a Fork. It has been, as I say, one year since the first episode went online, and I've got to say thank you to everyone who has participated in the interviews, everyone who has played one of the episodes, anyone who's downloaded Sausage on a Fork. We're now currently coming up to 25,000 plays which is an amazing amount, far beyond anything I could have expected. So thank you so much to everyone who's been involved. The episode we've got today, I have been joined by none other than Vinnie Mann, who played Anthony Karamanopoulos. Vinnie, welcome to Sausage on a Fork. Thanks very much. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, Vinnie, what we'll do is we'll go right back to the start. And if you can tell us how you got into acting. Um... Well, I was, um, my brother-in-law was a director and um, in my summer holiday, I went to stay with him in his house in the country and he had all the collections of the spotlight. Right. So it's nothing to do. We were just sitting there as kids going through them and looking at all the actors and, oh yeah, I know him, I know her. Uh And then um, at the back of the um, spotlight it would have all the stuff about um the children actors right. and the various stage schools and um there was one stage school that had the same uniform as my infant and primary school so i sort of naturally felt slightly connected to the green and yellow element of it yeah. um and i also fancied one of the girls there at the time which <laughs> is uh, proves how long ago it was <laughs> i'm happily married to graham now so um yeah Right. But um, yeah, it made me. It made me think. Oh yeah, I would like that. And I'd been up to see my mum at her work, and um, in Charing Cross. Um, and I was all dressed in this green and yellow uniform. Uh-huh. And so I thought, all oh, right, I'm going to go and sit near them on the train and and eavesdrop, which is what I did. And they and they were talking about chaperones and auditions and dance classes and things like this. And it just sounded really good and I just I started talking to them and it just turned out they only lived down the road from me um and yeah I'm still friends still friends with them now actually so um and yeah and I and I I went to that school from the age of 12 until I was 18 I didn't want to leave yeah (laughs) and so did you get much work before Grange Hill then um yeah, I got I got a job on my first day actually. Oh, right. I was okay. um yeah, my mum my said, you know, it was I mean it was I think it was about two hundred and twenty quid a term at that time, which was a lot of money. Uh-huh. And my mum said, Well, you can do a term, we'll see how it goes. And the school had told her that they act as an agent as well. Uh-huh. Um and I got a personal poster on my first day. Oh, um and I was I think I was one of the lucky ones really, because some kids didn't get you know put on the audition list ever but uh, you know my name was always on it and um and I suppose I just got used to going for those you know going for lots of auditions and um you know I'd think wow yeah wait till they get a load of me um which was uh quite quite over the top I'm not like that now honestly but um (laughs) but yeah and and it helped I guess you know Uh I was I, I was quite confident 
and, and so that um, was yeah. So I got I got quite a lot of work. Brilliant. And so that was that was Corona, was it? That was the school year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Corona Stage School in Ravenscourt Park. Uh huh. And, and were you at school with anyone who we might have known then? Um. Well, Knuckles from Bugsy Malone. He was <laughs> at my school. Um. There, there were a few people. I mean, Dennis Waterman went there, and hey. Francesca Annis and people like that. But they weren't that. They're older than me, yeah. Um, so I didn't actually go to school with them, but yeah, there was lots of kids that would be popping up on things. Yeah, yeah, I coach. Yeah, Brilliant. who um, they were. Like, um, I can't get... think of all the programs now because they're <laughs> right. so long ago. But yeah, but did you get to work with anyone famous then? Yeah, um, I mean, I say work very loosely because <laughs> you know, in some of the jobs, we were just. You know, a boy scout in the background right. climbing on a frame. But uh-huh. yeah, um, that was that, that, that was in the mirror cracked, I think. And um, so, yeah, Angela Lansbury, uh, yeah, um, Elizabeth Taylor, Rock Hudson. You know, you can you know, start naming all those people that were in the film and the Medusa Touch. Um, yeah, with uh, God, what's his name now? Who married uh, Elizabeth Taylor? Richard Burton. Uh, all those times. That's it. Yeah, Richard Burton. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and yeah, all the things you, that you do, there were, you know, like, because we, we were at school and meeting these people quite regularly, you uh-huh. didn't really think about what status they had, and it didn't it didn't really, didn't really phase me then. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't really now. Everyone's, you know, everyone's, we're all humans. So. Yeah. So how did uh, Green Jill come about then? Um, I'd been for an audition and I think it was for, um, a, well, I mean, mine wasn't a huge part in there anyway, but um, it was for a smaller part. And I I think I'd got that. And when I was doing the audition, I was, I, was, I can't remember who it was who was auditioning me, but it was an adult anyway, and they were reading the script with me. Uh-huh. And he did it so convincingly, it kept it kept taking me, um by surprise and I, and I thought he was talking to me and not you know like not sort of in the script so um but I, I, I must have got on quite well with him and yeah. uh, and I'd obviously apologize and then they asked me if I'd like to go for a different role so I was, yeah, I was really thrilled to get the part of Anthony uh-huh yeah, um, yeah I liked it a lot. Angel had only had sort of one series when you joined the program, mm-hmm. so were you aware of it? Were you a fan of Green Jill? Had you watched it? Oh yeah, I was. I was definitely aware of it, and um, yeah, there was quite a buzz going on about it. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd seen all these characters as well, so you know, like Terry Supat and Todd Carty, and um, uh-huh. yeah, just just all the main characters, and 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 I was thinking, wow, that's I can't believe there's something on TV like this. Yeah, all the naughty kids, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was I was really really pleased to be to be part of it. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. And they would turn up, you know, like they would come to parties that we had, and you know, so and and we would do tuition together, and we were filming together. So yeah, I feel like I it was almost like you went there, you know. Yeah, yeah. So right. when you first joined, then what was that like? Because obviously, I mean, you said like when you met all like these mega stars, <laughs> you, you had no sort of knowledge of their status. But what was it like when it was something you were interested in when you start when you met the likes of Todd Carty and Terry Supath? Todd was super confident, and um, you know, like, and he was, and and he was already a star. 
Uh-huh. Um, so, so you want to get on, you want to get on okay <laughs> with it. Uh, yeah, but I like it. You know, I, I always got on all right. I always got on all right with him. Fortunately, you know, like yeah, I, yeah he was. They, they were they were lovely people, all of them. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah. I can't think of anyone on there that I didn't get on with at all. You know, so would yeah, you, I was would, really lucky. Would you say you were close closest to to anyone in particular? Yeah, Robert Craig Morgan. You know, I I hung around with him a lot, uh-huh. and um, he lived in Bromley um, with his mum, and. We went on holiday once together. Um, I think it was probably to see one of his aunts or something, but it was out in the country. And yeah, um, yeah he had a wicked sense of humour, or I'm sure he still does. Uh, yeah. Hi, Robert, out there. Yeah, <laughs> but, guy. Yeah, but he's, he's in Ireland now, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so you joined then, as, as we've said, you, know, you joined at the start of Series 2, and it's a weird one, Series 2, mm-hmm. because... It was the second series, but your characters were still first years, and we weren't sort of introduced to to Anthony. It wasn't like oh, where's a new kid at the school? It was like he'd always been there, even though we'd never seen him before. And the first time we actually properly find out anything about Anthony, he was falling asleep in class. And the first episode that that happened in, it wasn't really touched on why that was happening it just it was like a link to a, a a later episode but i do like the first i think the first words that anthony speaks is possibly something like just five more minutes mum because he's asleep in class and he doesn't <laughs> quite quite know um, <laughs> quite where he yeah. is quite where he is so i mean that must have been pretty easy acting there you know pretending to be asleep <laughs> For you there, like yeah, it was yeah, I, yeah, I know, I wasn't really challenged, was <laughs> fortunately, but yeah, I, I I remember that quite clearly actually. Yeah, I, just I mean, in the back of the class, and I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's my scene where I don't really do much, but yeah. It's, yeah nice. People often talk about Grange Hill being, you know, groundbreaking and and dealing with you know massive issues, but for me, that's. That was quite a big issue to tackle, the fact that there was a kid asleep in class. If it was nowadays, they'd be looking into that a lot more, you know, like with, you know, neglect mm. and, and and things like that. Because obviously he was falling asleep. It came out later on, you know, his, his homework was rubbish. As <laughs> That was the words one of the teachers used with him, actually. <laughs> Your homework's rubbish. You know, he was late for school and stuff. And then it all came out that Anthony was working in his dad's restaurant sometimes till, you know, like one in the morning, doing the books, doing the invoices and things. And we find out that it was at his dad's request. It was his dad that was mm. making him stay up. I said, you know, a few times to people that have been on. It must be great when you get scenes that are not just in the school because we, we see where Anthony lives and, and we get to meet other characters. <clears throat> so a, a lot of your scenes were with adults. What was the relationship like? Between the adults and the kids, the 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 oh, we got on great with them. I would say in general, uh-huh. um, my dad in it frightened the life out of <laughs> yeah. me. Um, he was, you know, he was just such a, a sort of one of those sort of dominant people, and uh-huh. the way he was talking to me, <laughs> uh, you know, I know it was script, but still, you know, I think I was only about 13, 12 uh-huh. or thirteen, and. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, he 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 quite scared me, but um, people like Philomena McDowell, who played my te- my form tutor, uh-huh. um, she was lovely. She was really nice. She was so friendly, and 
and warm and um yeah. the woman who played my mum as well she was really nice i i often think you know it, it must be great if you're not just in the in the classroom scenes and, and you've just mentioned there miss summers the form teacher you know she goes mm-hmm. round to anthony's house quite unannounced which again is of its time you know that no way would that happen now not a chance would the teacher put themselves in in that position and the dad was yeah i mean you've mentioned there how, how you know he came across cross quite scary that's i mean that's what his, his character was to be like that wasn't it you know is, is that you know the attitude yeah. of it's got nothing to do with with you basically his words where the business was more important than his school yeah, where... yeah that's right and i suppose you know in, in... In those days, you know, getting getting food on the table was um, yeah. was more important than some, you know, some people's schoolwork. Um, Definitely, you know, it was, yeah. But my it was it was quite it was quite strange though because my mum used to work in a banqueting suite, right. and um, so I was I was doing all these little jobs uh-huh. at quite a young age, right. um, like lift attendant and. You know, you go in and put the glasses out, or you do the layup, or something like that. And at fifteen, I was I was a singing and dancing waiter at the Cockney in Charing Cross Road. And yeah, um, so yeah, we were out. I was out all the time. You know, um, I didn't quite fall asleep in class, but I was <laughs> I was never in bed before midnight. Right, imitating art there, then was it? Yeah, it was a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, and then at least um, I could relate to Anthony. That, I mean, that was sort of Anthony's major sort of first introduction wasn't it you know it was like you, the first sort of big storyline that you had I mean it, mm. it, ju- it just seemed to be, be resolved really quite quickly you know the mum goes and speaks to the dad and the dad has a complete change of heart well make sure you're in bed by nine make sure you get your schoolwork done and you can show me how to do the invoices and that'll be that he yeah. just, it, I mean he made you know he made sure Anthony's routine would change, but it just seemed to be a very, very quick turnaround. Obviously, they wanted it dealt with in the episode, and I'm guessing that that's why. The other thing that happened in that series, in series two, was Anthony was picked for the school quiz team with Husey, Donald War, who again was in Bugsy Malone, like you, you mentioned, oh, yeah. <laughs> mentioned Bugsy Malone earlier yeah, on. Yeah. The quiz team versus Brookdale, and it came down to the last question, and Anthony takes his big moments to win the quiz. And gets the question wrong, <laughs> and Brooktail win the quiz. Then, well, I've never been really good at quizzes, <laughs> I must say. So I've kept that up. So then, that was the end. Not of... the brightest spark, but I blame it on the tap dancing. <laughs> and so then, that was the end of series two. You know, was it decided straight away that you were going to go back for series three? No, I didn't. I I didn't know at the time, um, or I don't think I did. Um, uh-huh. And uh, uh, you know, a pile of scripts came through. And, you know, like I was just sort of scrappering through them and just looking to see if I could find any lines for Anthony and storylines, you know, that had him in it. So, yeah, I was pleased to be in it. I mean, you were filming that in 1979. Sorry to break that one to you. I can't be that old. (laughs) That was on the telly in 1980, Series T. And there's a bit where, I think it's on the countryside trip, Anthony goes off with, uh, with Alan. And they go off for yeah. a, a cheeky ciggy. Yeah. Were you actually smoking in those scenes? Yeah, I think we were. We the thing we had to do at those time was pretend that we weren't used to it because we were all smoking. <laughs> okay. You know, like we were all having cheeky cigarettes here and there. I don't smoke now. I'm right. for over thirty years, but um, yeah, I think we, yeah, we all were then. But it wasn't, you know, 
yeah. it wasn't looked at, you know, the same way that it is now. But I, um, I get you, yeah, yeah. They had to pretend to cough. What I also liked about that that scene when Anthony does take a cigarette is he's Alan says to him, "I know you're coughing now, but." You just have to get used to it. And Anthony, yeah. Anthony sort of says, I don't want to get used to it. Basically, not bowing to the peer pressure. And I do like that they showed that. But then they did cause the fire. Oh, no, it was Alan and Anzu who caused the fire, sorry. But everyone were together to put it out. So when you were filming that scene, you know, with the milk chains and all that, were you, mm. actually, were you actually doing all that? Like, I can't remember Were it. you ferrying the water around? No. Yeah, there's uh, like the, the the last part that you mentioned as well. I was like, was I in that? I couldn't remember. <laughs> you know, because the, the the main ones that people would mention would be the falling asleep in class. Yeah. Um, and and then uh, then your big storyline and the exit. Um, did, so, no, yeah. So did you, speaking about the exit, then how does that get broken to you? Did you say to them, you know, I don't want to be in it anymore, or did they say to you? You're not going to be no. Um, as far as I know, yeah, I must have been. I think I was about sixteen then, uh-huh. um, or coming up to sixteen. And, and as far as I know, there was a, a sort of gaggle of kids that were all approaching a certain age, and and therefore you're you're an adult actor and not uh-huh. a child actor. Right. Um, so there was um, all the other lot coming in. You know, all the youngsters uh-huh. that came in after that. And you know, there's 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 a certain amount of disposable characters, and I guess I was one of them. Right. Sadly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would have loved to have uh, carried on, and, and such a final exit as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. that episode, Billy Phillips turns up in that episode, and we've never really seen Billy yeah. uh, before, and he was just sort of Anthony's mate. And I like Billy. I love Billy's character because when you don't know what's going to happen in that episode, he just comes across as like a bit of a comedy character because, let's be honest, he wasn't the brightest light on the tree, was he? Um, yeah. And it's mentioned in that episode that there's a series of tears going on. You know, everyone needs to stop yeah, it. Remember. Everyone needs to stop all this the stupid tears. But first thing to Anthony dares Billy to set the fire alarm off, which he does. After that happens, they all get told that the precinct is out of bounds at lunchtime yeah. because there's been loads of fighting. Now, there's a scene in that with Mr. Keaton and Mr. Baxter, and it's one of the best things ever. Mr. Keaton says to Mr. Baxter, I've had a phone call from the head teacher at Brookdale. It seems a group of our boys and a group of their boys have been fighting in the precinct. And Baxter, first thing Baxter says is, did we win? And I just love that because I, 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 I just love that. Yeah. <laughs> about his character. Um, I like the one where he's, he's, he's looking under the toilet door yeah. for all the boys and they'll put their legs up so that they can't get caught. And uh, and he's looking under the uh, looking under the door in the toilet and a policeman walks in or the warden or whoever yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And he says, oh, I'm just looking for some boys. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was, that it, I think that line clipped it even more. It was so yeah. funny. It's brilliant. That, like, so, Great to look back on. Yeah. So what, where was that film? What, what precinct was it in? Can you remember? That was the Arndale Centre in oh, right. Wandsworth, I think. Uh-huh. Did and you there were two, there was like a split car park at the top. Right. So one wall went right the way down to the ground, and the other one was only about three feet high. Yeah, ah, um, right. So mattress, mattress on and the other did side. You, um, there's quite a lot of running around the precinct in that episode. Did you get pretty much free reign to, to go where, to run wherever you wanted? Well, <clears throat> we were directed, so we right. would be told, you know, where you run, but you know, run around the um, run around the fountain once, and then often 
was it functioning at the time as well? Were you just there with members yeah. of the public? Right. Yeah, cool. yeah. But there's you know, there'd be people sort of keeping them at bay in you know, in the filming areas. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. And then you've just mentioned the fountain that they the pond there. It was Anthony that took her mm-hmm. to walk around it. Um as he's walking around it, Billy yeah. Billy pushes him in and then Billy splashed Anthony and that sequence of events causes Anthony and Billy to end up on the roof. Now, you've just mentioned there, you know, you were on the, the smaller wall, but how many times did you have to, did it take many takes, the, the walking and the falling? No, I don't think so. Um, it was, I'm trying to think back, it's such a long time ago, but I can't remember it being a particularly long a long thing to do. Uh-huh. You know, there was one, there was, there was a few sort of gym type mattresses right. on the other side of the, on the other side of the wall that was low. Yeah. Um, and yeah, walking along that wall wasn't a problem. And then you've got to get to a bit where the, you know, where the accident's going to be viable to be able to happen there. So yeah. there was a loose bit of concrete. Yeah. I, rem- and the, I remember my costume as well. I hated the costume. I was in. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, they're seeing a close up on those boots as well. I, I was thinking, how comes everybody else gets nice, nice changes of clothes? I'm always in this same stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we did that a couple of times, I think, and I can only remember doing the the sort of screaming. Yeah. You know, they said I had to scream loudly and and sort of spin around on a circle right. at the time so that it sounded like it was I don't know. Like fading before, yeah. Whirring down, yeah, yeah to do. Yeah, and, and so that was sadly the end of, of Anthony. Yeah. And it was also the end of Anthony completely because he never got mentioned ever again. At the end of that episode, Tucker, Alan and Billy get in loads of trouble, obviously. But then after that, it was like it had never happened because there was no sort of remorse or, you know, I mean, in later episodes, later series, when kids died, there was always something whether the you know they'd be talking about them or it'd be a memorial or there was kids dealing with it, but it was just really strange that I don't know Anthony died and then that was it. it, was, uh, it That's it, how it felt. Yeah, I think I think I think Tucker said something like, "Oh, you know, Anthony always good for a laugh." Yeah, you know, and that was it. Yeah, that was it. Damn. Yeah, that was that was that, that was the same episode, and then after that, mm. the next episode we. The, Nothing, nothing at all. So how did you feel about leaving Grange Hill then? Yeah, I was definitely sad. Um, it was, um, although I had scripts and stuff, I, I hadn't really had a chance to go through, you know, all the scripts. I, it, um, I can't remember. I don't know if I was just sent my, um, the episodes I was in, which I think I was gone by episode three in series three. Uh-huh. But um, it was one of the cast members that broke it to me. Right. Um, and it was just the way she said it. It was, you know, and yeah, so it was a bit, it was, you know, yeah, I was, I was slightly hurt. I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, what have I done wrong? But I think it was just a time, you know, uh-huh. they, you know, they, her character, for example, just disappeared at the same time. Right. Um, people, yeah, people were just, you know, the, the older ones were, were sort of going. And I suppose the less, you know, I mean, at least I had a dramatic end. I think. Yeah. I think it's arguably the first death on children's TV, but um, but we'll see. You know, someone will probably come up. I, 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 well, you know, because at the time things like that didn't happen, did it on on television? So mm. the only other one I can think of is Bambi, <laughs> Bambi's mum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it must have been, must have, you know, it was because it was, you know, it was shocking at the time, and, mm. and that's what 
that's what great yeah. was about, wasn't it? That's what you know, Phil Redmond wanted to, to show the you know, kids doing real things and you know Yeah. It's not all jolly hockey sticks, is it? No, no, it wasn't. And I think I think at that time as well, Anthony, you know, the character Anthony was was obviously being influenced, you know, smoking, um, you know, and then and then sort of in the toilets with the yeah. uh you know, with the other boys, and yeah, he was. Um, and, and and those things do happen, don't they? It's so easy to just follow the wrong person, definitely, um, and get in a load of trouble, definitely. Because he was, you know, he was a clever lad, Anthony, wasn't he? Do you know, he was, he was always shown, you know, like the fact that he loved playing chess and he did all the books and that for, for his dad, so he was obviously a clever lad, but as you say, yeah. hey, you know, so easily influenced mm-hmm. as well. So that was 1980 then. So, mm-hmm. what, what did you do sort of after Grange Hill then? Things like episodes of top of the pops in 81 you know i was just part of the um they had they, i wasn't a dancer by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> I, I did get a few dancing jobs but right. it was only because i'm on an answer phone i was uh, you know like someone fell sick yeah. but um but yeah i um I, they had a like it was just uh casual dancers i suppose they call them so you'd go up and have an audition i think it was flick colby there and um, yeah, I think I did the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day episode. So you might see me milling around or trying to get trying to get as close to where the camera is going to yeah. be uh, at that time. Um, I can remember doing there was a program called The Other One uh, with Richard Richard Bryars. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And and then to the Manor Born, I was a Boy Scout. I played a few Boy Scouts <laughs> here and there. What else? Uh, so film extra things. I was doing some voiceovers, you know, like mother yeah. care voiceovers. All right. And, uh, what else? Uh, I, I went on, yeah, and I did a episode of Minder um, uh-huh. called "Sorry, Pal, Wrong Number." Right. Um, with the BMX bikes outside the phone boxes, where the like Terry McCann was doing a, or Arthur Daly was doing a scan on giving people racing tips. Right. But these kids tweaked on to what he was doing, and um, so they were blocking the phone boxes um, and trying to bribe him, hold him to ransom. But what, what was he? What was George Cole like? I thought he was really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and Dennis Waterman was as well. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, far too bright for me because <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, were, I was asking for twenty quid, I think, and they knocked me down to. <laughs> Tenor, and there's five, and I'll give you the rest later. Yeah, so, yeah, they, they, they spiffed me, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was a, um, a squatter accused of drugs and murder in the bill. You know, I did the rounds of those kind yeah. of things. A uh, bit of theatre, um, a clockwork orange with the Royal Shakespeare Company. That Race. was a nice thing to work on. And, yeah, something I wouldn't enjoy but loved. Um yeah, it was yeah. really good. It was quite an eye opener. And these, and at that time, I was working with people that were offering me. You know, they they had influence in other things like Starlight Express. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't really want to dance. Um, right. I do, I did leave my stage school to go off and do a summer season. And at that time, I just wanted to ride motorbikes and be a <laughs> headbanger. And I'm doing singing things like strolling, just strolling, you know, in, in a boater and a striped jacket. And uh, but looking back on it, I had such a brilliant time. And these complete strangers were so lovely to me. And I was so homesick, you know, uh-huh. and I wish I'd have, you know, that it, 
um, I've got no regrets or anything, but if I had that particular time again, I'd just immerse myself in it and see what came of it. Because yeah. uh, by the end of a 26-week summer season, I was very flexible. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and I was getting, getting, getting better at learning dance routines, whereas in the past, you know, I, I, I think I am a slower learner. I could never go to an audition and just pick up one of these dance routines and I think, how do these kids do it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I need a bit longer to process the information. <laughs> uh, yeah, it takes a while. That's why I'll never be any good on the chase. I know some of the answers, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can't think when I'm being timed. And if you put something going like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, I, go, ah! I can't think of it. You've, you've said that obviously you, you you know you've been in Grangeville and you were on various programs and and you acted on stage. Did mm. you get recognised when you were out and about? Yeah, I did. Yeah, especially with Grange Hill because it had such a big audience. Yeah, um, and it would be funny because people would say, you know, like you you see them sort of whispering over there kind of thing, and then someone's going, "Yeah, go and ask him," you know, go and ask him, and then someone would come up and say you look like that bloke that's on Grange Hill. And, and I say, yeah, it's me. And they go, no, it's not. <laughs> and like, I said, what do I say to that? You know, like, uh, do, uh, yeah, it was, it was funny. I wasn't a very confrontational type of person. Um, but, yeah, I kind of liked it, but I hated, I hated it for some reason if I was with my mum. I found Basically. it really embarrassing. <laughs> uh, yeah, she would probably be proud as punch you know yeah. uh, at those times and uh yeah i guess it was like oh god you know like i was a typical teenager i suppose yeah and so um, so since then so have you always acted then no no i've i've, I've i don't act well i, I would i would really like to um right. you know but sequences of events that happens you know all that so you know as your life takes you off on different <laughs> tangents um so I was doing I was doing quite well with acting for a while and um I was also in a band. Right. And you know, I thought, yeah, we're gonna hit the big time and we were writing our own stuff and gigging. We had a fan base and you know, getting little production deals and things like that. And although nothing came of it, we had or I say nothing came of it, you know, we had the best time. Yeah. And I was always aware of that and having a good time while we were doing it you know i knew it wasn't the getting there because quite often bands will split up once they once they achieve their goals uh -huh. and you think wow what did they do it all for but um yeah i so i went into music um and then from that i, I just by chance got asked to do a pilot for an arts and media center who wanted to do some vocal workshops right. so i said i'd do a seven week course um I'd never talked before, so I was I was quite um I was quite nervous about it, but I'd had lessons, so I thought as long as I'm a step ahead of them, then uh then I can depart some information. But on my first day, the guy from my band who's great pianist, um, he was late and I was running all over this arts and media centre for him. They didn't know how to run a um a, a vocal workshop really and so they booked 25 people in for a two-hour class right and i just didn't know how to deal with it and i'd been running around this upstairs downstairs trying to find my pianist 
and I walked into a room and there's these 25 people staring at me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I think I hyperventilated because I, 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 I didn't know why, you know, but obviously I was their teacher and they wanted, they want, they wanted the key, you know, yeah. like, how do you sing? Um, and uh, yeah, but I did that for 20 years in the end. Wow. Um, and I loved it. It became my life, you know, yeah. it was so all consuming. And I, I, I worked with um, mental health and in particular schizophrenia as well. Right. Uh, singing as being, you know, like a, um, a therapy uh-huh. for it. And it was really re- rewarding. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I continued my own singing lessons with Ian Adam. And he, you know, he was really encouraging and supportive of me. And teaching me how to teach as opposed to just singing yeah you know, nothing. so I was I was doing that um and some sessions and you know like I would do um if I if I wasn't doing you know like my own concerts you know because he encouraged me to you know once you've learned this you learn a, a set of songs and and then like if you can't if if you don't get a job by then create one um, so I, I met a Danish soprano at his um, house one day, and she said, "Can I, you know, would you like to do a duet?" So um, we started to work together, and then we got on so well that we would have a two-hour lesson together, and it was just every week a two-hour Vinny and Lena um, lesson, and it was brilliant, you know, and yeah. I. I used to have quite, I mean, even in, I notice it when I watch Grange Hill. Um, I used to have, uh, I didn't like eye contact. I didn't like making eye contact right. with people. I found it quite intimidating uh-huh. uh, for quite a long time. And teaching really helped me with that. Uh-huh. You know, I, can be, I could go confidently into a room with, with lots of people now and, and sort of take, not, not, not a, a higher position, but, you know, take a position where you can, you know, manage the situation yeah. kind of thing. Um, and l- working with Lena, with Ian as well, uh-huh. um, he would make us stand nose to nose, wow. um, looking in each other's eyes. And, uh, it, oh, God, it drove me mad. <laughs> um, you know, like, and I I thought, why is he doing this? It's like, you know, this is so unenjoyable, and I really didn't get it. And uh, I, I found it so intimidating. Um, but then as time went on, yeah, we got we got to know each other really, really well, and um, I totally understand it now. And at the time, if we broke our gaze while we were singing to each other, nose to nose, stop, start again. You know, oh. we just had to do it over <laughs> and over again. And um, yeah, he cracked he cracked that one. You know, yeah, for me, um, yeah, he really helped me. He was he was he was such a brilliant um, brilliant vocal coach. Um, yeah, I was lucky to have been able to go to him, really. I know that. Yeah. So what what are you doing now, then? Well, <laughs> I'm a landlord. Right, um, okay. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I've never set out to do the things that I've ended up doing, actually. Um, I never set out to be a singer, and then I didn't set out to be a teacher. Um, I had a tiling company as well with um, with my first partner, so we ran that for quite a long time. For, for some reason, I mean, I'm... Don't give me any DIY work to do (laughs) ever because I'm the worst. Uh, But, yeah, I've always been affiliated to the building industry. Um, I hated it. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, a means to an end, really. Yeah. Um, 
But um, yeah, I yeah, one thing kind of led to another, really, with with music and all that, and and agents and how I how I found myself without one. It's... But I didn't realize that you know you don't realize how far you are in an industry until you're out of it and then you're trying to scramble to get back in it and it's bloody hard and i i got to a point where you know i was i was i was earning i was earning money i was paying a mortgage and my mum was getting very old and at the time my partner wasn't very well that didn't amount to much but at, at the time um i thought that he had lymphoma right um so i was really worried and like these two people are going to need me and i got offered this theater in education in northern ireland um uh-huh. and i thought well, i've done you know like i've you know I'm, I'm not above any job or anything but i'd i'd done an apprenticeship uh, while yeah. i was at corona and and cut my teeth on some really nice work like you know like grange hill uh-huh. um and and it felt like going right the way back to the start again when I was in my mid thirties, right, and and I I actually I I turned a job down, which was um, you know I did it for I did it for good reasons, not uh-huh. because I felt like I was uh, you know too good to do it or anything. And I'd done the I'd done the the script, um, I don't know what they call it, you know that you go for the read throughs so while the script's being written, right. so that yeah. they can hear actors doing it. And and I thought I was doing the casting director a favour. Um, you know, because he needed he needed an actor to do uh-huh. this thing, um, but I didn't realise that they were lining me up for the job, right. um, and and I just couldn't go away from home and earn so little, um, and leave my mum who was partially sighted and she was a bit dodgy on her pins uh, her legs at that time, yeah, and um, so yeah, I just I I couldn't do it. Um, and she actually lived a hell of a lot longer than that. She was ninety-eight when she passed. Wow! Um, it's an innings, that, so isn't it? yeah, I, my mum off, my dad off. Yeah, and mm. uh, you know, like I, I just, I just felt that I, I needed to be here, and yeah. and I couldn't give acting the, you know, the energy that it needed, especially being a singing teacher at the time as well. And yeah. I'm getting busier and busier with that. I'd do the odd am dram and. Um, you know, and uh, and that was nice because you, you get the lead roles where yeah. uh, you don't you don't you don't always get a lead role when you're uh, when you're going for a West End job or something. Like um, yeah, I would I would love to have continued it. Yeah, um, it's just the way things happened, and I would still like to do it now. If yeah. Phil Redmond's listening, I would like to be in that film if it ever comes about. That'd be great. Well, that's that's it. I mean, obviously, you'll have to be a different character. Or, uh, yeah, no. or, or the ghost of Anthony. <laughs> yeah, the ghost of Caramonopolis. Yeah. Um, God, yeah, no. How could you write that one? Well, if they got <laughs> Bobby Ewing taken away by aliens, I'm sure they can bring, <laughs> find something to bring I, me I, back. I, 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 don't, I don't see why not. Um, so, are you still in touch with anyone from Grange Hill then? Um, no, not really. Um, you know, through, through Facebook and reunions. I mean, I was. I don't think I was in any scenes with people like Erkan and Lee McDonald, and uh-huh. um, but uh, but on Facebook, you know, since Facebook came about, um, I've done a couple of sort of PAs with Erkan. Uh-huh. Um, there's been the reunions as well, so I've I've you know I've been to them, you know, like the forty, I think it was the fortieth reunion. Uh-huh. So Donna War was there, Terry Sue Pat was still with us, uh-huh. um, and. Uh, 
George Armstrong. I've, I've seen Todd around, um, but it was a long time ago. It wasn't uh-huh. the, the later years. I didn't see him there, but yeah, um, I knew he remembered me because he said Vivian. Only the police and uh, you know HM Revenues <laughs> told me that. You know, all my mum and dad when they were angry. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I don't really. Um, there's a few. There's a few faces on 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 Facebook. Um, yeah. Paul, Paul, but the uh, musician. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was really nice to see people like that, and obviously yeah. Robert Quaid Morgan, and you know, you catch up like that. I've not seen him in in many years, but um, but yeah, and I would love to, you know, if he turned yeah. up at something, I'd I'd be there. But I think he's, you know, some some people have shied away from it, haven't they? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I that's get fair, it. Yeah, that's fair enough, isn't mm-hmm. it? All right, so we are coming towards the end, Vinny, and I have got mm-hmm. the same three questions I always ask people towards the end of this so mm-hmm. other than Anthony Karamanopoulos who was your favourite mm-hmm. character on Grange Hill mm, that's a good question um, well I did like Terry Sue Pat's character but you know who wouldn't want to have been Tucker Jenkins yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah of course yeah, yeah. he was uh, you, know, all that, the, you know the male character you know Trisha Yates she was uh, Michelle Herbert she was um you know, all the girls wanted to be her. Yeah. The boys wanted to be um, Todd Carty. And it was just, you know, like Greece. Yeah. The boys wanted to be John Travolta. The girls wanted to be Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no one's um, ever put it that way before. But, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're mm. right. So, obviously, if you couldn't have played Anthony, you would have liked to have played Tucker. Is that what you're, is that what you're saying there? <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> That's the only other part I'd have done. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay then. Uh, I'd have done anything. So I was sweeping the floor <laughs> in the background, you know. Like, if there was an audition for a four-foot Chinese man or something, I'd be on it. Like, I'd just put it down to audition experience. Yeah. No, oh, brilliant. Okay then. So then the final question, Vinny. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there is still such affection for Grange Hill? Well, um, it was the first of its kind really wasn't it you know that it showed real life you know and, and you know walks in all real life and in and in a comprehensive school uh-huh. um so and then obviously the you know, the subject matters that it's it's you know it kept people's interest for so long you know generations of people were, were um you know watching it their parents saw it and now their their kids are watching it once they've grown up um yeah it was groundbreaking and and longevity so yeah and then and I always used to think well why are people interested in like my character for example because it wasn't you know it 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 was a fleeting Uh you know a fleeting visit in the you know in the grand scheme of things but I do get it now you know like the because the the main characters for example Trisha Yates and um, Todd Carty uh, they would have they were so well known um, and their photos were so requested and, you know, like the autograph things would be en masse. But then for a smaller character, you know, like mine, they they possibly hadn't produced a, um, a photo or done that photo shoot. And, you know, like and people start wondering, oh, what happened to them all? You know, what yeah. happened to these people? Where are they now? Yeah. So, um, so there became... You know that happened later, 
I think, um, you know, an interest in, you know, where are they now kind of yeah. thing. And uh, I'd like to have said on Broadway, but yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh. yeah, I've enjoyed. I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've no regrets for anything. I've, I've had a really, I've, I've really enjoyed my life. Yeah, oh, brilliant, brilliant, and but... and continue to do so. Excellent. Probably drink too much beer, but <laughs> yeah, it's great fun. Oh, great! Well, Vinny, thank you so much for coming it's on. It's a pleasure. Really, really, is a pleasure. It's, uh, it's 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 nice reminiscing. It's been really, and I'm really, gonna have really to go cool. back and look at those, look at those episodes that I totally forgot that I was in. And like, like I say, as, as well as being in Grangeil, you are what you are the Grangeil first, aren't you? You know, you were the the first on screen death in Grangeil, and you know, that's uh, is that is that is that a nice legacy to have? I, I don't know, uh, but anyway, but... well, it's but yeah, it's, but you know, like better go out with a bang, eh? Yeah, definitely. Well, listen, thank <laughs> you again. Thank you. It's again. a pleasure. It's, really, it's a pleasure. It's been great talking to you and you know hearing your experiences there. Anyone who's listening, I'll speak to you next time. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye. Thanks very much. Cheers. Bye bye.